Welcome to the penultimate day, the 11th day of the 12 days of Christmas. Well, we've been looking into the traditional 12 days of Christmas, the feast days of various saints. And today it's Simeon. Stylites is how I'm going to pronounce him. He's a wise saint who spent the last 37 years of his life living on a small platform on top of a pillar in modern Syria, a place called Aleppo. His final platform was 50 feet above the ground. And as he pursued a higher way of living, pun intended. I will admit to reluctance when preparing for this, this penultimate day. Uh, I had spent some time in the very early morning, very early hours of today, watching a six minute BBC video on Jeff Bezos. This guy's worth 137, they think, billion pounds. Pounds, not dollars. 137 billion pounds. Richest man on the earth. If we measure worth by financial values, he's it. Then I come to a saint who lives on a platform, 50 feet in the air, who financially was worth zero. What could I learn? I was thinking, why is this guy a saint? What a waste of time to live on a platform for 37 years, dependent on other people for various obvious amenities and resources. What miracles did he perform to become a saint? What good did he do? But then I got down to some serious research. Well, Wikipedia. Simeon became the go-to person for advice for both the rich and the poor, the famous and perhaps the infamous, the small and the great. Those who needed hope, direction, answers, breakthroughs. First, let's understand his commitment. He lived atop this pillar not to show off or be super spiritual. His earlier life as a hermit in the cleft of a rock, a little cave, was disrupted by pilgrims beating a path to his cave door, coming to seek his help, his advice, in the form of prayers and advice. What he wanted was to devote himself to the pursuit of the spiritual, the divine. In fact, he was so devoted to his devotions that he was asked to leave the initial monastery he had joined because he was too extreme. Singleness of purpose is very attractive to those who are lacking direction and are not so sure of what path to take in their own lives. He seemed to know what he wanted. Simeon was also clearly dedicated to prayer. Thus, if anyone had the ear of God, this guy had the hotline to heaven. So he became that go-to person then for prayer, for advice, for comfort, for hope, and for breakthroughs. Thus it makes perfect sense to me that he drew to himself those in need of something that transcended the normal, the natural, and perhaps the naff. This was not so good for Simeon himself because his whole purpose was to get away from distractions in order to devote himself to the higher life, his higher pursuits. In the end, a solution, a workaround was found. Simeon let it be known that he was open for conversations only in the afternoons. So they had to raise ladders to get up to a, a level with his platform, close enough to have a conversation, but only in the afternoons. The miracle, by the way, that he survived 
so long. Here's a quote from Edward Gibbon in his famous history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, as he writes about Simeon. In this last and lofty station, the Syrian Anachoret resisted the heat of 30 summers and the cold of as many winters. Habit and exercise instructed him to maintain his dangerous situation without fear or giddiness and successfully to assume the different postures of devotion. He sometimes prayed in an erect attitude with his arms outstretched in the figure of a cross. But his most familiar practice was that of bending his meagre skeleton from the forehead to the feet. And a curious spectator, after numbering 1,244 repetitions, at length desisted from the endless account. The progress of an ulcer in his thigh might shorten, but it could not disturb this celestial life and the patient hermit expired without descending from his column. Fundamentally, he was found dead in prayer, in the position of prayer. What can we learn from someone with such a single-minded pursuit of his purpose in life? Such clarity, such focus. First of all, then, singleness of purpose. One of the winning traits of any high achiever and a fundamental core of anybody who's an entrepreneurial thinker. Flexibility. He was pursuing a win-win, even if the originally intended outcome was not as he had hoped. He wanted to have a life on his own, devoted to the divine. But that singleness, that, that focus, that passion attracted those in need. So he was flexible, uh, open for business in the afternoons. And then grace. It was said that his teachings and advice were delivered with compassion and were free from any demand from others to follow his extreme path of devotion. He was copied by later pillar saints, um, but that was never his invitation, never his intent. His uncommon practices nevertheless led to common sense advice to those who sought his insights, advice that they could relate to. As a final thought then, Simeon would appear to me to have the strength of introversion. He was comfortable in his own company and in his reflection of the divine. In the words of someone not quite so spiritual, all our unhappiness comes from our inability to sit alone in our room. That's the 17th century French philosopher Pascal. By this he meant the ability to stay undistracted in our own company to sit still, to sit quiet, to think. This Simeon had mastered. Pascal also encouraged us to appreciate small pleasures and to examine the workings of our own minds in quiet, allowing the deeper wisdom of the psyche to emerge. Let's add Pascal's wisdom to today's moments of insight, for he truly encouraged us to press pause and think before we act. We live in noisy times where the demands of culture are often at odds with the requirements of the subconscious. Let us give ourselves the gift of time to think and for the deeper wisdom to emerge and be heard. If you were given to daydreams, rejoice. The biblical message is that God will speak to young folks in visions and to older folks in dreams. Your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams.
but perhaps we will be forgiven for adding daydreams to that list. For it is in that state of mind that the answer emerges from within. The deep psyche must awaken. The answer is within you.